0: This is Punt's Private Eye. I'm not here right now. Please leave a message.
1: Tracy here. Can you hear me, Punt? Well, I've got a bit of a low-level mystery for you. It may be something to do with tall buildings. It may be mating fish. It may even be the US government working on mind control. Again. But I need you to head out in search of a mysterious...
0: Tracy had lost me this time. What links mind control, tall buildings and mating fish? What is this around on Only Connect? But as it turns out, and I swiftly discover from a quick web search, there is something. And it's something quite odd.
2: I first heard the sounds 20 years ago. One night I just became aware of a kind of droning noise. It's
3: called
4: the hum.
3: I first started hearing the hum. December 2009.
2: I've heard it almost continuously every night for the past 10 years, like two articulated trucks cruising down a motorway, very much like a a lorry sort of ticking over in the distance. Very penetrating, low frequency. Sounds like a kind of diesel engine generator.
3: It's a sort of machine
0: generated noise, I'm convinced of that. It's got a machine quality. A sound with the apparent power to travel through walls and across mountains and sometimes cause real distress. It's almost impossible to block it out. It's almost as like it's making the, the inside
2: of your head cavity vibrate.
3: It resonates the whole house. It's just got it worse
2: It is a kind of vibration. It's almost like you feel it inside your a head. A lot of the
3: time, it's like having a really bad virus. And there are occasions when they turn it up really high.
2: Um, they did it over Christmas. It's almost got like a visceral quality. It kind of feels like the noise is going through you.
0: First reported in Bristol back in the 1960s,
5: the hum is an unsolved mystery worldwide. In the spring of 2012, I was living in a little coastal town near Vancouver. Glenn McPherson is a Canadian high school teacher. Later at night, I had heard what I thought were small float planes going overhead. I walked outside of the house and the sound stopped. That led me to believe that something inside the house was causing the noise, like a refrigerator. Ultimately, I turned off the power to the entire house, and then the sound got louder. Then I realized that when I could go out and get into my car with the ignition off and the windows up, I could then hear it again. I went to uh, the Internet and searched for something along the lines of unusual low-frequency humming sound, and... Much to my surprise, it turns out that I was part of the small fraction of uh, people who hear what uh, we now call the worldwide hum.
0: Glenn looked for information about what the mystery noise could be, and he wasn't impressed.
5: Let's be charitable and say that some of the discussion was quite fanciful, quite uh, conspiratorial, and often grounded in disastrously weak science and therefore we needed a very disciplined and serious environment for discussing it and researching it.
0: Hold on, I have the map right here. Let me just put that Glen Glenn is a science teacher, um, so he marked the Internet's effort could do better and set up a database for people to record so, their harm um, experiences. So once you'd set up the map, I'm just looking at it now, yeah. hund- hundreds and hundreds of dots, each one indicating... Uh, someone who's heard the hum.
3: I live in the Lake District. I live in Cambridge. I live in
2: Annick, Northumberland. Do you know r- how many people France, have contributed France, to it? Zealand.
5: Zealand. we just passed the 10,000 mark.
2: South Africa, Germany, France, Spain.
5: An
0: unexplained phenomenon surrounded by strange rumours. If only there was some appropriate music. Actually, Mulder and Scully did investigate the hum in a 1998 episode of The X-Files called Drive in which the hum was responsible for, among other things, exploding people's heads. I'm going to put that in Glenn's woefully unscientific category and stay a bit more down-to-earth. Or to be more precise, up to Leeds. On the way I tested out an app that I'd downloaded specially. Spectrum analyzer, That would help me see noise in graphic form. Now this has amplitude on one axis and frequency in hertz on the other axis. And what I'm currently doing is looking at it in total incomprehension. That that could be the pound against the dollar for all I know <laughs> in its post-Brexit slide. Michael had found Glenn's world hum map online and added his name to the 10,000 reports. So I was off to visit him at home on the outskirts of the city. So there's some large floodlights. I tried uh, to make a note of any there. likely sources of humming. I think must be the cricket ground, it's Headingly. I began to notice sounds I'd never normally notice, for example, an ordinary telephone junction box. Electrical equipment is one of many suspects that have been suggested over 50 years. That's a fully fledged cord, isn't it? So in contrast to the city centre, we can now hear children, and that bird that goes, that you get everywhere.
6: Michael. Hello.
0: Michael. We sat down in his quiet sitting room.
7: Tell me what it is that you hear. It sounds almost like an engine, or a, uh, like you're approaching a festival or something, but it's too far away to actually hear the music. It rises and falls in intensity. not like The, the tone doesn't change, but it kind of gets louder and builds to a crescendo and then goes away and then it'll come back. The hum you are hearing is a radio sound effect for illustration purposes only and is not the actual hum. Sometimes it might be like two or three times a week, sometimes it might be every night in a week, but it's, it's fairly regular, but when you hear it you just think, God I wish that noise would go away. This is for John. We went round
0: the house eliminating some obvious suspects. You see I would have said that's a pretty quiet fridge. I think that's an admirably quiet
7: fridge actually. If it was the fridge that would be great, I'd just go out and get any of it <laughs>
0: Michael has had his hearing and blood pressure checked But I couldn't help noticing the DJ turntable and guitar
7: I mean, looking at your record
0: collection You look like quite a serious music fan Yeah, I do listen to it Do you listen to it loud? I do listen to it
7: loud, yes I have had temporary tinnitus before and It's always been a high-pitched sound The classic post-gig thing is ringing, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Ring, exactly, than yeah, exactly, yeah The ringing, yeah right. Which made me think it was external But then my neighbours are not hearing it either
0: It's a terraced house So we went outside and
7: looked at the roof Two aerials
0: Because it acts like a tuning forecourcer, almost. So
7: what we will do is, next time it happens, I will come outside and check to see if it's windy, because I guess that would be a clue as well. I'd really got into
0: it by now, so I started flinging out slightly random suggestions about sewers. Because we're on a steep hill here and there's a river at the bottom of it, I'm just wondering if there's anything underground. Well, they can hum. Fortunately,
7: Michael had some better suggestions. There's a main road at the bottom of the road, so I thought maybe vibrations from the road. I'm under the flight path and then I've read all these crazy conspiracies on on the internet, which I don't believe in any of them. I did read some stuff about fish, which sounded interesting, apart from the fact I live in Leeds, which is about, yeah, as, far, <laughs> about <laughs> as far away from the sea as you can get. Another one that I read which sounded quite interesting was about seismic reflections from ocean currents crashing against the landmass. I like the sound of that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds the least out there. So I now had five possibilities.
8: Noises of this kind been associated.
7: I had
0: mating fish, the US military and tall buildings, and also tinnitus and seismic activity. I quickly discovered that just last year, several newspapers quoting new research pinpointed seismic vibrations as the source of the hum. Mystery solved. Was it that simple? One of the authors of that research was Lucia Galtieri, research fellow at the Columbia University Earth Observatory.
9: What I'm studying is the wave generated by ocean waves in the ocean that hit the ground and generate something like small earthquakes.
0: Sounds promising. Could this be the source of the hum?
9: It's ubiquitous on Earth. You can record this signal on an island in the middle of a continent.
0: It is everywhere, so including Leeds...
9: And uh, you have storms, big storms, continuously in time on Earth in different places. So
0: the Earth that we live on makes a great deal of sound.
9: Well, depends on what you define sound.
0: Ocean waves, seismic waves and sound waves. For a layman, there's potential confusion here.
9: Well, in this case, these phenomena are too slow to be heard the weights that they generated are too long so
0: the word noise for you has a sort of technical meaning where most people think of that as meaning yeah. something you can hear but it but it isn't
9: correct yes
0: the paper that you co-authored seems to have been picked up by some newspapers yes. uh, as if it uh, accounts for humming noises that people here
9: yeah exactly that was kind of a mistake of some newspapers and then this news grew up and no actually this signal cannot be heard and has nothing to do with the bristol ham and i don't know exactly the terminology but is a geophysical phenomena
0: so so i should use the word signal and not the word noise
9: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: by now though i was listening to everything yeah there's a, a definite hum going on in the station. Ah oh, now the train's about to go, so I'm, I reckon this, I reckon this craft's going to go mad now. Oh, that's interesting. Now when that peep happened, there was a spike around the two and a half thousand hertz range, so it's definitely working. But before leaving the city, I had one more potential source of humming to investigate. Jeremy Morton, editor of South Leeds Life, had offered to take me yeah, to
1: it. So it's, it's down the street, about um, 500 yards, something like that. The tallest yeah. building in, is it the tallest building in Yorkshire,
0: I've read somewhere? I think,
1: I think at one point it was the tallest building in the north, which is really important, because we need to be taller than Manchester. Right.
0: It was in Manchester, back in 2012, that this sound began baffling the locals. It was traced to the Beetham Tower, a tall building which in high winds was turning into a giant tuning fork.
1: And uh, this building is Bridgewater Place, is its proper name. Um, most people in Leeds call it the Dalek.
0: Right, let's get a bit closer and see Could Leeds', Leeds tallest building be the cause of the hum? It's certainly been the cause of high winds at ground level.
1: And this is where the wind's around this corner and across here. I don't know if you noticed the wind's picked up since we... Across the bridge
0: yes it has hasn't it is there any sort of noise consequence from it howling yeah, noises sunrise. or humming noises but well, you, don't, you don't get that well hit. I've not heard
1: any but I think that's because people are more worried about staying upright than what <laughs> they can hear so
0: Tracy's tall buildings theory doesn't really fit the bill however on the way back to the station things got more acoustically interesting
1: this is a, a sound sculpture that was put into somehow muffle the noise by adding more noise. I'm not sure it works, but... Oh, yeah, I can hear it. That's it. So that's artificial... Artificial noise. That's artificial as, noise. As well as building noise above it, as well the... as trains going over it and yeah, cars going underneath say, it. There's no shortage of <laughs> real noise here.
0: As I left Leeds, I was by now completely enamoured of my spectrum analyzer. OK, so as we crossed the points, there was a big spike in the higher frequencies. Now we've come out of the station. You could spend your whole life looking at this. This is a good app. Okay, spectrum analyzer, analyze this. Next suspect on the list
2: you can tell when a bird is singing. You can usually tell when frogs are calling. But with fish, it's not so obvious.
0: You can say that again.
2: But with fish, it's not so obvious.
0: These recordings are the work of Professor Andrew Bass.
2: These noises pitch
0: shifted, or is, is that the actual sound? That's
2: the real thing.
0: Wow. Who studies neurological behaviour at Cornell University. If I happened to be underwater in the right place, would I hear
2: that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're so loud. So we have a low-frequency
0: hum you can hear on land. Could Tracy's fishy suggestion be right?
2: This hum signal, you hear it the entire night. It's always there.
0: And do you need to be underwater to hear these sounds?
2: No, I've had the experience where on a quiet evening, I was standing on shore and I could hear the sound on shore. One of the predominant ways, which is true of the fish, our midshipman fish, which are the sound recordings I sent you, is that they use their swim bladders as a drum or an amplifier. So it's essentially a mate call.
0: And do they tend to make these noises all mass?
2: Oh, yeah. So if you're out there at night recording, you'll just hear lots of animals going, making sounds.
0: Right. This is a worldwide phenomenon, is it? Fish make these sounds all over the world.
2: Yes, they do. But that hum signal in particular, I do think is unique to this species. Uh,
0: and this is a species that's found...
2: Northwest coast of the United States and extends, though, up into Canada and into Alaska. Right. It's pretty widespread, actually.
0: But not widespread enough to be heard in Yorkshire, surely. However, the mention of Alaska reminds me of another widely suggested theory, and number one on Glenn McPherson's list of suspects.
5: And so that theory is that very low-frequency radio transmissions from the world's military powers might be causing this.
0: And it so happens that Alaska is the site of a research station suspected as a potential source of the hum. Okay, Harp. High Frequency Active Auroral Research Programme is a little known yet critically important US military defence project. So little known, it's got its own website. Already, I'm confused. So, what does it do? And they are firing radio waves at the ionosphere, which sounds, if you have no idea what that means, quite spooky. Oh! Is the heart project a weather control weapon? Limey, that would explain a lot. Reliable, verifiable information on major cover-ups. If it's that verifiable, it's not much of a cover-up really, but there we go. They point to major aspects of the programme which are kept secret for alleged reasons of national security. Mind control, yeah. Sharon Weinberger is a national security journalist in Washington. She's heard all the conspiracy theories before,
10: Oh sure they're endless that harp is a death beam um, that it's a microwave weapon that it's a weapon of mind control that it's a weapon of weather control that it can cause earthquakes you know it's sh- shown up in thriller novels as causing psychosis in a chinese village um, mixed in with this are some of the real applications that have been proposed that it can see underground facilities you know underground bunkers where you know nuclear weapons or sort of command and control sites might be stored that it can can clean the atmosphere of so-called killer electrons that would result from a high-altitude nuclear explosion. So, pretty heavy stuff. Well, yes, I mean, it's an amazing-looking facility, and when it's operating, it basically creates an artificial aurora, you know, these um, sort of, you know, colorful, beautiful lights that you see. So, you can kind of understand why the mysteriousness around it has attracted so much attention.
0: Artificial aurora. Military. Top secret or is it?
10: Well, that's the weird thing about HARP, and that's what differentiates HARP from other military facilities and sites. So, let's take Area 51 in Nevada. No one doubts it is classified. It wasn't even acknowledged for many years. What was unique about HARP was that though it wasn't per se classified for a long time, they weren't letting people in. These conspiracy theories grew up. So, the Air Force to try to counteract this at one point, they held a HARP Open House Day where I think it was about once a year, they would invite the public into HARP and say, look, no mind-control beams here, no aliens, no anything. Ah. In fact, um, most recently, it's been transferred out of the military completely. HARP
0: now belongs to the University of Alaska, which instantly makes it rather less spooky, but still quite technical. In charge is Bob McCoy, and I arranged to talk to him about life at the cutting edge of modern communications hello. technology. Hello, one, two. Uh, one one, two, one, two. You sound clear. Beep.
6: Line finally sorted. Hello. Bob outlines the sheer scale of the place. HARP is basically a big HF radio, like a ham radio. It's designed to do experiments in the upper atmosphere, above 100 kilometers up, and it can transmit at about 3.7 million watts. Are you bouncing waves back off the ionosphere to the submarine? Yeah, the Navy, to communicate with submarines when they're submerged, they have to use very long wavelengths or ultra-low frequencies. Right. So they need very long antennas that are many kilometers long, and that's a problem. So the thought was, can we use the ionosphere as an antenna and then modulate the signal at very low frequencies? And Did it work? It doesn't work really well, and it doesn't work all the time, but it has been used to communicate experimentally a couple times. The other thing about Harp is that it's not run very often. Even when it was owned by the military, it was only run three or four times a year, and that was it. It's, it's very expensive to run it. It can burn six, seven hundred gallons of diesel an hour. And since we've taken it over a year ago, we haven't run it at all. It hasn't been powered up once. So it, whatever this hum phenomenon is, it, it has nothing to do with HARP, I'm afraid. But he would say that, wouldn't he? And I was wondering whether all this talk of
0: low-frequency waves might be getting confusing. But when you talk about low-frequency waves, you're talking about low-frequency electromagnetic waves, aren't you? Yes, everything about HARP is electromagnetic. On a BBC budget, a trip to Alaska was sadly out of the question. I I don't know whether this hovers between commuter belt and stockbroker belt, but it's very nice. So I headed to Surrey. I think when somewhere is called Stoke Dabberden, you're not thinking that's a safe labour stronghold. Hannah has been suffering from the hum for four years and is another person who found Glenn's website. Her symptoms form what is, by now, becoming quite a familiar list.
3: It's a low hum. Sometimes it pulses as well. Because I'm a musician, I sat in the bath when it's really loud and I've sort of hummed along with it. I thought it was my fridge fan. I thought it was a car idling. I've got um, something wrong with my hearing. or I've got something wrong with my Why can I not block it out with earplugs?
0: So you've heard it outside as well?
3: I've heard it in my car. When I'm outside of my car, I can't hear it. For me, it's really disturbing when it's just wow 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 all day and it's just, I can't get away from it. The other night, it was so bad, I could not sleep. I got up at 2am, took my pillow and a sleeping bag and got in my car at 2 o'clock and went driving around trying to find a place where I could get some sleep.
0: It just strikes me as sort of extraordinary that you were actually looking at places to move to to escape
3: but I've realised that I don't think I'm going to be able to escape it. Because one of the properties that I looked at in Devon while I was down there is a little cottage, and we were looking in and I could hear it so loudly in that cottage. Everything, you know, in the last ten years, you think about how technology has just ramped up, that it's just an accumulation of more sort of electromagnetic energy being transmitted. So
0: it's not just low-frequency submarine communications, Electromagnetic waves of all kinds are suspected by many sufferers as a cause of the hum. But
4: sound is not carried by electromagnetism, so is it possible for us to hear it? Steve, you have got on your head two acoustic detectors and two electromagnetic detectors, and you're looking at me with your electromagnetic detectors. Roland
0: Peace is a science writer and journalist who works for the World Service, and I asked him to tell
4: me, slowly and clearly if I would be able to detect electromagnetic waves. Your eyes are detecting light waves, which are electromagnetic waves. They are phenomenally sensitive, but those electromagnetic waves are completely different from the oscillations of the air that are entering your ear as I talk and wobbling around the bits inside your ear that are making you hear me. And am I right in thinking, we are surrounded by these radio waves? The whole time, and the great thing about them is they just go through you, you don't notice them. They're like ghosts in some ways. And can our bodies, with the exception of the eyes, detect that we're in the presence of these waves in any way? In principle, you are full of salty water... And salty water does conduct electricity. So sharks and a whole bunch of underwater creatures, they actually have sensitivity to the electricity of other things. So I can't answer your question directly, but it's quite possible for nature to evolve that ability. But you're not evolved to try and pick up radio waves because what would be the point half a million years ago? It's not much use before Marconi. Yes. Have you ever come across people picking up radio on their fillings? I have heard that. That business of uh, of metal being radio-sensitive. I don't know what the hum people are hearing is. You know, is it John Humphreys?
0: (laughs) No, no, it's just a sort of low droning noise, so it's... (laughs) So it is. I set that one up and uh, you tucked it away nicely then. I've looked at tall buildings, fish, seismic activity, military research and radio waves and none of these external sources of the hum feel quite right. This is Harley Street. These are people with very posh things wrong with them. I'm now on my way to find out if sounds can come from inside our heads. At the London Tinnitus Clinic, audiologist Mark Williams was having a consultation with hum hearer Hannah. Yes, that's looking
8: normal. When you hear this noise at home, the Mm -hmm. lower Mm pitch humming noise, Mm Do you hear it in both ears or yes, in your I head? Do. Yeah, it's quite well balanced, isn't it? It is not yeah. it What I'd be interested in doing initially is popping you in another room, putting some defenders on you, and, and just see if you can hear it. Okay. I mean, you know what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, see if you can hear the other more high-pitched noise that you perceive as well that's been sort of tagged as tinnitus okay. in the past. And uh, we'll go for there. While that. Hannah so if was I in other room, later.
0: I outlined what seemed to be the elements most commonly reported by hum sufferers. It sounds like a distant lorry, they hear it at night or when it's quiet, other people don't hear it, they almost always hear it indoors or in the car, and it seems to follow them around, even abroad.
8: If it is an internal noise, it could be something called a spontaneous otoacoustic emission, which is a noise that actually emanates from the hearing organ itself, the cochlea. If you put someone in a soundproof chamber, and you pop a microphone into their ear canal, you can actually record that the ear actually produces noise. But there was another possibility too. There is a condition called hyperacusis, which is overactive hearing. Everyday noises that would be perceived as being soft or moderately loud are all of a sudden very invasive so it's as though an internal volume control has been turned up somewhere within the central auditory system so if somebody has a vestige of hyperacusis it may be that uh, the internal volume increases and they start to tune into these lower pitch noises that are actually existing within the environment as just natural sounds that you're simply not normally aware of are we evolved for the level of noise we get in modern life no, probably not. <laughs> we cope quite well with noise exposure. Up to about 80 dB, once you start breaching that 80 decibel unit, you certainly induce or cause metabolic stress in the hearing organ.
0: 80 decibels is the level of an alarm clock or a sink disposal unit. And many everyday noises, including lawnmowers, food processors, passing trucks, sirens, motorbikes and popping balloons, are all considerably higher.
8: This kind of noise exposure can mess up the internal gain mechanism. In some people, that gain level gets stuck. I'm just going to check on- Yes, of course. Sorry. Let's have a look. Hi. Hi. Sorry,
3: Katie. I was going to say, may I come and sit in here when the hum gets really bad because that was bliss.
0: From my conversation with Mark, it seems that the sound level of modern life can cause damage without us even noticing, and that in quiet environments, this can play tricks with our hearing, and this may be the source of the hum. Although I prefer the fish theory. But then,
7: Michael in Leeds, I get this message. I'm just calling to say that I've been hearing the hum for about the last 20 minutes or so, and I've, I managed to download a spectrum analyzer on my phone, so I was going to fold you a screenshot and there does seem to be a huge peak in in the bass notes, but I I don't know how accurate these things are. I'll email that over to you.
0: If Michael's phone can see a low frequency noise, then it must be external after all. The truth is still out there. And my guess is that the World Hum website will be humming for a while yet. Now there's a steady deep hum there. And I found a really good gadget. This is at the risk of sounding like some sort of 60s hippie. I am watching the noises, man. That's what I'm doing.